Podcast. That's right, welcome to My Weird Podcast. To all you listeners that listen week in, week out, major shout out to you. If you're a first time listener, you're very welcome. I hope you're well. What brought you to this part of the world? Hopefully, um, someone's given you a real strong recommendation and haven't just been basically, you know, mugging me off or something, being like, hey, check out this guy, is his podcast. He's kind of weird, you know, like, I get it, it's a weird podcast, but the guy himself, there's something wrong with him, you know, check it out, have a laugh at it, you know, what I'm saying is, if you've come here with good intentions, welcome, if you've come here with bad intentions, fuck off, yeah, how'd you like that? Straight off the bat, I'm feisty this week, I need, I need to just come out there, I need to say it, I've just been being mugged off, left, right and centre. Um, for any of the more regular listeners of the podcast who know what my acoustics are like on a weekly basis, you might know, hey, things are a little bit different this week. Yeah, that's right, man. I'm homeless, you know? Um, you know, it's a bit of a major announcement straight off the bat why I'm homeless. I'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, I'm technically homeless. I'm set up ad hoc in my mummy and daddy's house at the minute. Um, if you follow my fitness challenge to do with Colin Geddes, you may have seen some of my posts on the heavyweight cut page where I've been in like this tiny little box room in my parents' house on an exercise bike, just, you know, getting that fucking work in. Well, I'm in that exact room right now recording my podcast because it's the only sort of quiet room in the house because I'm homeless and my whole family's packed up and they're living in here. Now, you might think, um, what's made you homeless? Has something really terrible happened that that you've ended up in this position? And I'm going to go off the bat and say no. You know, there are things and reasons why people could become homeless and that is way more serious or more difficult to amend than what's happened to me. But what happened to me is still a bit shit. Because you know when people are like, um, in the grand scheme, it's grand. When it happens to you personal, it's shit. And quite literally, is shit. Because in my house, there's shit everywhere. You know, not like my shit. Like the shit that I own. Actual shit. The soil stack burst in my kitchen. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, non-gender identifying folk. And I tell you what's not ideal is having a pile of literal shit in your kitchen, you know. And why why that has happened is because the people who lived in my house before me um, put an extension on the house, added an extra room, added a, a more um, spacious kitchen onto the house and thus by extending it extended past where the sewage leaves the house and just have this encased soil pipe now in my kitchen long story short about a week or so ago we started smelling stuff being like oh um the drains are a bit funky in here you know i'm trying to cook myself up a, up a storm you know i'm in there like bantony world thompson like cooking up all this delicious food and whatnot just providing banquets flat out left right and center lrac you know, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, mm, it smells a wee bit drainy. And by drainy, I meant like, like shit. You know, when anyone goes, oh, that's the drains are playing up, they basically mean I can smell shit. And that's kind of what happened. We could smell that. And then as time went by, it started getting worse. And be like, oh, that's actually a proper smell of shit now. So we got a plumber out to try and locate what was wrong. He's like, yeah, there is a leak. It's in the soil pipe in your kitchen. You know, shit is just dripping into an internal pillar in your house, therefore percolating the smell of shit around your house, which, you know, as I said, is not an ideal scenario. You know, the only person, you know, that is going to enjoy the smell of shit being in a house is the kind of person that sings songs like Scabbity Bap Doot. You know what I mean? They're the kind of people that like having shit in and around them, you know, because... Having a load of feces in your kitchen isn't sweet unless you sing songs like Scabba Beep Bap Boop, you Dap Dap Doop. Because if you sing songs like that, you're a scat man. And only scat men and scat women would enjoy scat in and around their kitchen. So, long story short, we get the plumber in, he's like, Yeah, everything you're putting in that toilet up there, you know, is basically a bit of it's dripping out of this pipe. You know, that sounds so 
sexually aggressive. Yo, baby, it's got that dripping pipe. Mm, sounds like I'm being some pervert. But no, the, the shit is dripping out of this pipe. And the plumber went in, he found it. He's like, here, I've stopped the the the, the crack. I've sealed the crack. You're good to go. Only thing is, there's still a bit of shit that needs cleared. So he was like, look, the option is this. You can stay living in the house and put a wee bit of... Uh, You've put a wee bit of. Uh, I have lost the word because I'm so angry. You've put a wee bit of disinfectant down there to try to, you know. But long story short, you'll need some guy to come in and suck the shit out. Otherwise, you know, you could get sick. Basically, it's essentially raw sewage. So the choice is you can stay here, you know, potentially get, I don't know, Bell's palsy or meningitis or other shit related diseases or you can move out for a few days you know get the guys in from like the drain squad or whatever they're called come in with this big sucky machine and hey i'm not talking about my dad it's an actual machine that goes in and sucks all the waste out they put in like industrial strength disinfect and clean the whole place make it safe i can go back in my family can get back in my baby can be back in the house and I don't have to be living under the roof of my parents which is a 32 year old guy with family it's not ideal you know in the first instance it was grand it's like thank goodness for this I'm not having to you know fork out to go to a hotel or get any sort of other accommodation it's there but after like 4 or 5 days it gets a wee bit you, you're starting to get like mm, antsy you know over things that you know you're, they're only trying to be helpful with like, you know, you just be in the shower and your mum comes in being like, hey, you mind, you want me to look for your back? And I'm like, yeah, I get you're trying to be helpful, but don't. You know, I need a little, a little bit of my space, do you know? And my pillar is getting cleaned out. I'll be hopefully back there. I'm recording this now on Sunday because I've been stressed city. I'm going back on Monday. The guy's coming around with this big suck machine, going to clear it out. We'll be good to go, you know? And I mean, it's not just shit in the pillar, it's piss too. I mean... That's not sweet. Once again, you like shit if you sing Scat Battle Beat Bat Boo. And no doubt you'd enjoy pissing the pillar if you sing songs about believing you could fly or remixing ignitions. Do you know what I'm saying? And you don't want those kind of guys living in your house. Freaky, creepy, weird dudes. Do you know? But I'm in my parents. I'm in the wee box room. Actually, this is the room that was my first bedroom when I moved into this house when I was like 16 or 17. 17, I think. And yeah, my folks, they live beside a forest. So I've got the curtains closed in here quite obviously because I'm a scaredy cat. Um, but when I first moved into this house, I had no curtains in this room. The first night I was here, I actually lived in a bedroom though I had a pretty sweet bedroom sweet hookup in this house which was kind of like a garage converted so I had like my bed had some sofas at a playstation area you know would have me and my mates would come here and drank and stuff at that age pretty cool hip hop place to be but for the initial time I moved in this house I was just in this box room and I thought hey you know I'm going to watch a movie a DVD first night in the house um, so I stuck on Showgirls as per watched that when it was done was like hey I've still got a wee bit of like awakeness I'll stick the Blair Witch Project on see how that goes first time I'd seen it with no curtains in a room looking out into a forest I shit myself like not actual shit as in what is in the pillar in my kitchen but I was a scaredy cat I actually remember being so scared that I shimmied across the one side of my bed that wasn't in line with the window so the bad little witch couldn't come and get me and make me stand in the corner when she killed all my, my squad like yeah memories bringing it back um not sweet and the only the only saving grace is that I had a little bit of time off from my actual day job because you know what in fact it's not good at time off and I've had to have loads of shit sorted in my house have workmen out there like sorting out all the, the plumbing making it safe the insurance having to find a leak so my kitchen's dug up my bathroom's dug up I'm homeless Ugh. and on top of that I was supposed to go to Dublin last Wednesday to see Ozzy Osbourne in concert but hey guess what the old fuck cancelled on me now you can deal with a concert being cancelled do you know you can you can go hey that happens Ozzy Osbourne is like in my opinion 
Ozzy Osbourne, the fact he's still alive is very impressive to me. He should be dead. The amount of abuse he's given his body over the years. Guys should be dead. You know, the guy should be under the ground or like in the sea. Because that's what people do with ashes. Um, so he should be in there. And he's not. He's still on the earth. He's still singing. And I want to see him live because I like his music. I like Black Sabbath. I like rock. But hey, the piece of shit cancelled on me. Which, um, you know, it was it was annoying because I'd booked the hotel. I was got the baby baby sat. I was heading down. It was just going to be me and the wife, Ozzy Osbourne, in a three. No, me and the wife down to watch Ozzy Osbourne. A few drinks, make a night of it. You know, stay down in Dublin, get a hotel. You know, you know what goes on in a hotel. Mm-mm, that's right. A lot of sleeping because there's no baby. So that's what I was looking forward to doing. I was very keen on that. He cancels. But hey, if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you should know that ain't no surprise. The big man's flat out getting mugged off. Since I've been with my wife, like from obviously, we didn't just get straight up married. You know, we're not all, all that about that Indian culture. You know, we don't just get straight up, hey, by the way, this is your your wife-to-be. I'm like, oh, but dad, I don't want to fuck up. You're getting married. Dead on, we're married. You know, we went through that whole process of like being a boyfriend girlfriend and all that stuff and then got married but during the time from that we've been together she's booked three things for me to go and see and all three have been cancelled i'm starting to think she does this on purpose just to mug me off to see my reaction first one is russell brand and um, we got tickets to go and see russell brand in the waterfront i've seen russell brand live before i like russell brand you know, a lot of people maybe go, oh, I wouldn't have had you down as a Russell Brand fan. Well, guess what? I am. You know, I like him. And I was very excited to go see his show. And then his mum, just to be sly, gets hit by a car. You know, just gets injured. Do you know what I mean? Just gets hurt. You know, she's all better now. You know, he could have just gone, you're dead on, mum. You're in the hospital. They'll look after you. Come down the show. He didn't. Fair play to him. He likes his mum. Respect. I used to like my mum until I moved back home. Do you know what I mean? I would have been the same. But now that I've been here a few days, I've been like, ah, fuck that. I'm doing the show. You know, forget about it. Buddy cancelled. And I was disappointed. Then next, we went to go and see Pearl Jam in London. We got to London. I'm sitting on the pot doing shit. Which, hey, this is a recurrent theme once again. I'm doing so many shits that I burst soil pipes. I'm doing a shit. And then I get here, Catherine shouted to me, Dave Pearl Jarmer cancelled. And I went, ha ha ha. Very funny. No, they're not. And she's like, nah, there's a link. And literally sent me the link and they were cancelled. And I was raging. Because out of all three, out of Russell Brand, Ozzy Osbourne, and Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam would have been my favourite and most. Like I've seen Russell Brand before. I like Ozzy Osbourne. But I love Pearl Jam. You know, I was really gutted. You know, I remember sitting on a toilet. I was so upset that I just stopped pooing out of respect, you know, for my own emotions. And I just sat there, tried to compose myself. And it just made me so sad. And now Aussie's cancelled. Do you know what I mean? To be fair, we have made the best of a bad situation on all occasions. You know, we still went, we actually went for a full, a full night out, which his parents doesn't happen too often. Went to Dean's Meat Locker on the Wednesday where we should have been in Dublin watching Ozzy Osbourne. Went to the Dean's Meat Locker, which was um, great for me because I love meat. But for my wife, who's a, I've, I've decided to start calling her a pescatarian because she eats fish. She's a vegetarian, she says, but she eats fish. Hmm. You know, we fishies have brains and feelings too, you know. So I thought it was quite an odd choice, but she was able to get food from the fish restaurant. Actually, the phone, Dean's Meat Locker, just to check that they have vegetarian options, which is, you know, it's emasculating to do so when you phone up a place and you're like, look, fully aware, you are called the Meat Locker. Fully aware that what you specialize in is meat. But, is there any way you could, you know, cater for a vegetarian? You know? And they went, yeah, 
we can do that. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's strange to phone up and do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like me phoning up a gay sex sauna and being like, look, I know what you cater for is very bespoke. I know you like to have guys coming in, relaxing, getting a wee bit of a chill out in the sauna, oxymoron, and then maybe getting a bit of a fuck on. But, could I put on a DJ set as well? You know, and, and a live private party for my friends. They'd be like, no, look, we are not a nightclub. We're not a private DJ space. You can't, even if you're a top DJ, you know, like Carl Cock or whatever he's called, you know, you can't come in. This is literally, you come in, you take your clothes off, you sawn. I think that's what the process of being in a sawn is called. You come in, clothes off, sawn, and fuck dudes. It ain't a DJ spot. You, you know, you can't... But what the meat locker did was, yeah, we can supply that for... A, we can hook you up. We can hook you up as a vegetarian. So it's like me phoning the gay sex sauna and then being like, look, you got to come in. you got to sawn. you got to get naked. you got to fuck a dude. But hey, I'll give you an ox lead and you can play your music. How about that? It's called Compromise, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's all about. And Dean's Meat Locker... Not only did they compromise for us, they gave us a frigging great meal. It's the first time I'd been to Dean's, and it was, you know, very, very good. And then after that, you think that's a night up? That's a night over, just out for a meal, some drinks? Yeah, did I have a Guinness? Yes, I did. Did I have a carafe of rouge wine? See if we play, monsieur, mademoiselle, I did. And I was feeling some kind of way after that. Even actually, to be fair, I had a wee beer in the train the way up. Rebel put it in a coffee cup because I'm too scared to just drink it from the bottle. But hey, I did it, and on, we got the train back to Bangor and went out for like a full night out on a Wednesday night. What? We ended up out until after midnight, which is parents. Any parents listening, you're going. I tell you what, that's an impressive haul because it is. I very rare. Normally, if I get out when the baby's away, I just get so much positive, excited energy that by the time. I actually get my dinner in me. I'm busted. I'm wrecked. I just want to go home to bed because I don't have to get up all night. I'm like getting my Fitbit app checked. I'm like, how many hours kept can I get here? But no, that night I went out, went for pints, went into Bangor, had a great time. Felt pretty hungover when I woke up the next day. I will not lie. And uh, being one to, you know, not wallow in my, my hungover state, I just burst into... I just burst into a musical number. Um, there's no place like London from Sweeney Todd. No, I didn't. I, I was got up and I just got into a workout, did a set of circuits in the house, which I wasn't told I'd leave by that stage. I was told to leave from Thursday. But um, got the workout done and was absolutely battered, you know. But, I mean, I'm trying to get this heavyweight cut thing going, trying to get in, get training every day for 100 days, and I have done so. We're now on the 3rd of February almost a full month 5th of January I started and I'm still going and I'm enjoying it and um, for any of you who don't know what the heavyweight cut is it's a thing that I do with fellow comedian who I could say fellow comedian and friend no he is my friend who just so happens to also be a comedian Colin Geddes we're doing the heavyweight cut um, it's our sort of fitness challenge big shout out to Colin we had a bit of a a tough week and um, just tip my hat to him he's still still keep keeping at it and sending him my love but yeah the heavyweight cut has been going good and the physique guy he's back I'm pumping iron I love the I love the get my training done I'm feeling much better for it albeit since I've come home to my parents my diet hasn't been as tight as it has been before and I'm probably going to put on a couple of pounds I'd say but my training's still good and once I get back to my house again, I'll be able to like prepare my meals and just be, you know, watching what I'm eat, eating, watching what I'm eat. I'll be able to watch what I eat. I will be able to watch eat when I go back to the house. But for now, I get give food. My mom she gives food. Um, I want to eat, but I can't. No, I don't know. I I, I can get that diet back on track. But at the minute, training's been good. Been training for a month. Yes, am I a beast? Yes. Am I getting into stringer vests? Yes. That's what I'm all about. Started off this process wearing hoodies. 
training in the gym in hoodies. Started thinking, now nah, I'm working up so much of a sweat. I can't wear that hoodie no more. Keep all my pores just clogged up. i got to take off that hoodie then. I'm like, I'm wearing a vest. I'm like, hey, these arms are just popping off. The tries are just bursting. The biceps are just saying, hello. i got to get rid of that. i got to go for a sleeveless number. Start wearing a sleeveless number. And I'm like, oh, God. Look at that physique just starting to pop out. Do you know what I mean? It's like... You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna work out, you may as well get the goods out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're wearing a sleeveless vest, you can see the biceps popping, the triceps popping. Then you just get a sneaky little bit of the frontal delts popping out. You're like, hmm. I like I like that little sneaky peaky. I like it. I need to see more. And then you start wearing vests. You see the full frontal delts. You know, they're just hooking up, reaching up into the lats. Mm, and then the lats just start pouring into the pectoralis major on the front hand side it's like mm, mm, mm. you can't see enough with just a regular vest I can't just have those straps blocking my nips I need to see nips and all this I'm getting stringer on I'm getting that stringer vest on I'm showing people what I'm about I'm spinning in the mirror I'm looking at my rear deltoid at my latissimus dorsi my rhomboids you know I'm just I'm looking at my infraspinatus just popping in my lats, boom! I'm looking sweet. I mean, I'm spinning around. I'm on my stringer. I see my nipples, my my chest hair, my popping out fucking body. Still a lot of fat covering, but popping through the fat. Boom! You know. And then if I'm at the right angle, I'm looking in the mirror and I spin my head around. Oh baby, I see that sternocleidomastoid just popping off like I'm on that Deary Rashid tip. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody has that sterno game like Deirdre. R.I.P. And nobody has got that neck definition. Like, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, if he was just to specifically be doing the Mr. Olympia contest, or just any Olympia, the total gender Olympia, I would call it, and, like, it was a, just a special limit to the area, and they would be like, Arnold, like, he would come up, he'd be ready to pose. He'd be like, what do you want me to do? And the judges would be like, right, Arnold. Do the most muscular, and he'd go, oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, front biceps, yeah. and it'd be like, you know, give me a tricep twist. He would spin it around into the triceps, yeah. and it'd be like, right, shoot that sternocleidomastoid. He'd be like, what? He'd be like, yeah, pop off the sternocleidomastoid, please. And he'd spin his neck, he goes, I don't know what you're doing. I can't do it, you're crazy. And then Deary Rashid would just walk in, smoking a bine, and just be like, can and her neck would just go and you go oh shit the definition of her neck your Miss Neck Olympia 2018 RIP posthumously respect the sternocleidomastoid of Deirdre Rashid but that's what it's about you know it's about feeling better in yourself do I wear my stringers when I'm at the actual gym nasty t-shirts but see when I'm doing circuits in my house by myself I'm just looking in the mirror being like whoa look at that chiseled physique look at that reincarnation of Damien Santo over there mm. check it out when like it's full shallow house syndrome like if I were to walk out in public they'd be like that's a fat guy but in my house I'm the Sandow like yeah I'm popping mm. I really lost my tracker didn't even know what I was going. What I was supposed to be talking about there Got lost in a heavy cut. Long story short, yeah, I'm, I'm into it at the minute. I'm enjoying it. I'm um, sticking to it. And, you know, I'm going to keep plowing on, on with it because I want to get the weight down. I want to be healthier. And I just want to, you know, pop sternically to mastoid. Do you know? Um, for these aren't big into your muscles like me, you might know some of the shit I'm talking about. You know, it's... You know, it is what it is. All I'm saying is the muscle of the day is the sternocleidomastoid. If, you know, it closely pushing out another muscle of the day, which is going to be the gastrocnemius, but I'm going, to, I'm going to keep it simple. One muscle per week. But the heavyweight cut, it's going good. Um, even in my parents' house, it actually gets me away from them for like 45 minutes to an hour at a time when I'm on the bike. Put the headphones in, listen to some podcasts, listen to some music. Just have a good time, you know. That, the good thing about it is, as well, is I'm feeling better physically. I have a bit more energy in, in about my days. And on top of that, 
it's good for your mental health gives you a bit of a clear out makes the head feel a bit better and that's important people you know what i mean so it's good to be good to be at it do you know what i mean what what you know what again i'm not this is bovine scatology you're getting today you know it's bullshit there's no prep it's just shit i'm talking with cabin fever in my parents house but what a, a dead watch good segue from mental health is i've been watching on netflix the confessions of a killer the ted bundy tapes um, and if any of you have watched that you'll know whoa pretty gnarly stuff if you knew about the case of ted bundy and um, before you know i probably would have actually you know showed you stuff you you maybe knew but didn't actually know there's actual footage of it but for those who don't know Ted Bundy is basically he was a infamous American serial killer he murdered young women and sexually assaulted them murdered them and then committed acts of necrophilia on their bodies once you know they were dead because hey that's what necrophilia is you know not what I once uh, told people about my friend's ex-girlfriend who um, actually had narcolepsy. I was going around telling people, I Chris is going out with a girl who's uh, a necrophiliac. And they're like, what? And he's like, ah, she's fucking, it's awkward. Like, see, when we're out and about and he's with her, <laughs> find it a wee bit uncomfortable, you know? They're like, I, I don't blame you. I'd find it uncomfortable. I'm like, I know. We're just sitting there having a drink. Next thing you know, she's asleep. Like that's not a necrophiliac, that's a, a narcoleptic. And I'm like, ah, right, okay. That's awkward. It got more awkward and I kept telling people that. And they literally arrested her. They did, and that's only a lie. But the rest of the story is fully true. But yeah, Ted Bundy. Um, real interesting documentary. Like, what they'd done, they had got a journalist to go in and interview him, record the tapes on cassettes. And, like, basically, at the time, he hadn't admitted or confessed that he had done any of the crimes that he was found guilty of you know he just basically he's like one of the serial killers who have major you know arrogance you know he's like I'll get away that I'm too smart to get caught soon you get caught you're not smart you know you've been caught you may as well just play ball and like throughout it he was like talking about how you know, he was he was being his own counsel, his own defence. Like, he literally was that egomaniacal. He thought he could defend himself in court and get away with it. And guess what? He got fried in the electric chair, so he's not that sweet a defence counsel for himself. But, like, some of the stuff you find out that he did, like, it's mad to see a guy stand up in court, basically defend himself, saying, I didn't do this stuff, which he literally did at all. You know, he later confessed it, like, right to the end. Spoiler alert, confessed all the stuff that he did I was mad to like see it like I, I knew the case before and remember the judge being like here take care of yourself mate it's a real shame that we have to put you to death but for real you killed you know a lot of people gruesomely you need to be put to death and I actually said to him look I'm being sincere here I want to just wish you all the best you know which is a hard thing to do wish somebody all the best when you know they're literally going to look mate I'm go- you're going to by my decree you're going to be killed but you know what? All the best. You know, good luck to you, mate. And you're like, but I literally, good luck to you, mate. You know, I, I no offense. You know, I fully, it's fully my my uh, my direction that's led you to be put to. But hey, man, on another day, I would have liked to have had you practice law in front of me. But for sure, you're a sex serial. You're a, you're a murderer. You know, I have to kill you. But you're a good lad. Do you know what I mean? To be fair, what you get up to in your spare time. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. But, you know, on another day, we could go for pints, you know. Oh, we go for pints, man, I don't know. I'm not getting choked up. I just, this is stuffy in this room. But it was a great show. Um, Ted Bundy um, became a wee bit of an infamous celebrity, which was weird. Like, people were turning up, like, fancying him and all. That was the weirdest thing about it. Like, people on social media tweeting about it being like Ted Bundy's gorgeous I'm like huh like girls going oh my god I wouldn't mind being alone with Ted Bundy for a few minutes as if hmm wouldn't mind having a shot he wouldn't shag you he would kill you and then do it 
you know, he's not a sweet guy, he's sly, <laughs> you know, he's not the best, cr- and he's also not sweet looking, he's a ball beside pointy nosed freak, do you mean who literally fucks people's severed heads, you know, there's a lot of things that make people unattractive to other people, and I think actually fucking people's dead bodies is a bit of a turn off in my personal opinion maybe I'm a prude maybe I'm a prude I don't know but I am mm, not sweet you know definitely not a sweet thing but a good documentary worth watching a bit slow to begin with it picks up very sweet and good watch as in the documentary not what he got up to but it was it was a good old time Whoa, I don't even know what time, how long I've been talking for here. I literally... Whoa, half an hour. This is good banter. In this wee room that I'm in, I just don't know what's going on. You know, it's like a wee... It's like a prison cell or something. Hopefully the sound's been good. Other than watching documentaries and being homeless and... What else I've done? I've been... Spent a lot of time in the Boytown offices. We've got office space, for those of you who don't know. Myself and Shane, who do the Boytown podcast, which is out every Thursday. Whoa, what a great show. Um, we've really done up the office. Um, got it all specced out. Got some new gear in there. Got some new mics. Got some soundproof in it. should sound very sexy from this Thursday. I know we've had a few teeth and problems, but we're all set up and ready to go. We've been doing a bit of work up there. Um, filmed the video, actually, this week. Um, I wrote a thing whenever I was doing the the radio show with Shane um, a segment called Country News which is basically like as if a culture is reporting news stories but they're just like local they're not, you, you'll, you'll know it when you see it if you haven't go to my Facebook or Instagram check it out it's Country News it's a thing I wrote Shane's in it and Connor Keyes is in it playing the news reporter the culture news reporter which I think is pretty good filmed a load of those so they should be coming out in the next wee while you know, busy bear for a homeless man, you know. See you guys in the street. You know, pull your trousers up, socks up, pull your socks up and get out and get at it like me, you know. The homeless crew, we got each other's backs, but what I'm saying is, hey, I'm still getting that work done. Do you know what I mean? Speaking of which, the sponsor of the podcast, Dave Ellis Weird Podcast, is of course once again brought to you by Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. Which is back this Thursday. I missed last week because I was supposed to be at Ozzy Osbourne. But I wasn't. So then I had to book Kieran Bartlett to come in and MC whilst I wasn't there. And now I'm back. Without a bang because, you know, it's we're going back into possibly troubled times in this country. So don't want to joke about uh, that. But this week I'm back. Shane Todd's headlining. William Thompson is opening. Pardon me. And... His, his brother Ian Thompson is doing the open spot. They're not actually related, but I'm definitely going to reference that on Thursday. So it should be a good night. Once again, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. If you haven't been to Pug Ugly's Bar, it's fucking excellent. Great drink deals. Great food. Great vibe about the place. And all six nations are on the big screen. Get down there to check it out. But more, more than anything, get there on a Thursday. Like, we get the best local comedy acts on. For five pounds. Whoa. Five pounds. You know, and that's it. So this week there's Shane, William Thompson, myself. Next week on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. Um, can't really, you know, it's going to be a surprise as to who the, the gig is. Pretty big headliner. Oh, hey, I'll give you a wee, uh, I'll just give it you. I'll just tell you because you're just a weird podcast listeners. Me on MC duties. Rory Woods. Is opening Aaron Butler doing the open spot and Tim McGarry, the headliner. Tim McGarry died from giving him a headpiece. The legendary Tim McGarry, a pug ugly's on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. Fuck that. Fuck taking your missus or your mister or your missus sister out for just a regular run of the mill romantic night out. Come down to pug ugly's and have a laugh. It's going to be packed. You packed out, it's going to be a fiver. Cheap date, but it's great uh, entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Get down, check, check, check it, check it out. Other gigs that I've got coming up as well. Um, I'm in Lavery's on the 20th of February, which will be 
very nice. Again, as always, Lavery's is great. And then on the 18th of February, which, you know what, that's a complete reverse order, but that's how we do it. So we're podcast, I can do it on. On the 18th of February, I am doing a live podcast um, with Shane, Boytown, in the Accidental Theatre. And I've got lots of slu- stuff, lots of sluts. Hey, I've got lots of sluts up my sleeve. I- I've got lots of saliva in my mouth. I've lots of, I have lots of stuff up my sleeve for that. It's going to be a very sexy night. So you know for sure, get down and get to that. Boytown is is popping off. Got the new studio, and we've got merch as well. So go over to the Boytown Facebook page, get some very sexy merchandise, deck yourself in all the glory of Boytown, and then come and check it out and come and see us. On that's nearly me. You know, I think I've almost done enough chatting for for one night um last but not least i just want to say before going to listeners questions um please do rate and review the podcast i know you're probably listening going oh but that can be arse literally takes you maximum a couple of minutes and does make a lot of difference do you know what i mean if you rate and review the podcast it can climb the charts it can get more listens just really helps me out you know what i mean a lot of you guys have taken the time out to do that i really appreciate it if you haven't already subscribe on soundcloud and spotify as well i'm on that now too you know and just um anyone who has taken the time to rate and review it i really appreciate it i was actually reading through some of the reviews there last night when i was just uh being you know massaging my ego but and they're all really really lovely so if you haven't already i would love to do that and say say if you haven't actually listened to the podcast before you're just getting into it haven't rated and reviewed it, i read out your review in the podcast you know, I mean the weirder the better so you know please do that and if you can keep spreading the word of the podcast i would appreciate that you know i've seen a lot of people posting of late in their instagram stories that they're listening to it i love that you know retweet it or whatever just share it however you like i just really appreciate any help that we can get with the podcast the listening figures are going up every week and it's making a little old man feel lovely inside you know it's making me feel oh my god just thinking about noise making me emotional but yeah guys i really do i do appreciate it um <clears throat> And listeners' questions, what do you like for time? How long have I talked shit for? 37 minutes. What about that? Um, let me see. Um, on Twitter, we have a question from Glenn Lindsay, the master of Twitter. He said, have you any interest or thoughts on the Six Nations big guy? Here's the thing, see if you'd ask me that on Friday lunchtime. Very interested, very strong prediction. Ireland for the Grand Slam. See now Sunday then got beat by England. A lot less interest and Ireland are not going to win the Grand Slam. I don't know, it's disappointing. I thought Ireland were really going to do it again this year. But wasn't it to be. So I think who's going to win? It's all up for grabs. I thought England played well. Um, I really enjoyed the France-Wales game. So, and I think Scotland could surprise a few people this time around, but I would still like to see Ireland win uh, the Six Nations for obvious reasons. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm a wee bit downbeat about it. But, I mean, you know, again, worse things happen in life than, than sport. Again, as an Arsenal fan, I've just watched Arsenal get beat by Man City as well. So it's been a, a shit week, realistically, for sport for me. And just in life in general, but you know what I mean? That's what happens. Life's about peaks and troughs, guys. You know, if you, you want to enjoy the good, you got to sometimes roll the bar. And that's it. And I've just got the world's loudest water bottle as well. Um, let me see. Chris Henning has said, Well, Dave, how's your week? Um, like you, I was supposed to go see Ozzy Osbourne, but he came down with caddies and cancelled his tour. What I like to know is have you ever had to cancel a show or tour 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 due to illness um no i remember i i didn't go to one stand-up gig because it flew once that was pretty lame but the one that stands out when i did the edinburgh fringe run with my sketch group fnt back in 2012 um i lost my voice like i literally lost my voice i just i was out there for a full month doing ridiculous voices loud projection all that shit and I just lost my voice and it was one of the ones who was talking like this 
don't know why I got the London accent, but I got that, and I just, I literally had to just not do a load of sketches, which was horrendous, but, you know, happens to all, all the big stars, me, Ozzy, Eddie Vedder, the boys, you know what I mean? So, it wasn't uh, ideal, but, you know, we got through it. Luke Sweeney, hey, Pappy Pump, Big Daddy Chump, oh, Sly. Firstly, the last podcast really satisfied my craving for some juicy gossip. My question this week is, have you and your wife ever had a massive falling out slash argument? If so, who started it and what was it over? Um, No. See, genuinely, honestly, we don't have massive arguments. Of course, we have tiffs. Like, everyone who is in a relationship... You know, are there certain like we mannerisms that I have that make her want to kill me in my sleep? Yes. Are there certain things she does that like I have to turn and punch myself in the face about twenty times and then spin back with a smile on my face and go, "Hey, don't worry about that." Yes, that happens. Do you know what I mean? But I can't actually think if we've had any had ever had any massive. Or, well, we almost nearly divorced this week actually over moving furniture. In the, in the house again before we had to be evacuated we were moving my daughter into a bigger room and like making what was her bedroom into like a spare bedroom for like I didn't say visitors but we only single bed in it so it's like if we have a seldom visitor like if somebody is travelling you know back in olden days if someone a traveller calls by and they need to rest their weary head we have a single bed for you but we're moving furniture and that was you know very frustrating you know, because I again I'm expected to take all the weight because I'm a powerhouse. But then she was trying to get involved with it as well and just not being able to do stuff, but still trying to be the dictator and demand where things went. And it was yeah, it was annoying. We both lost a rag with each other a good bit. And um, I did try to push a wardrobe on top of her, but um, she somehow avoided that unfortunately. And we are where we are. Jamie Clemens, hola, Papi Chulo. I went skiing for the first time last week. I've always avoided the sport, as my knees are a bit more brittle than glass, and I feared returning with the embarrassment of blowing an ACL in the baby slopes. Thankfully, no injuries were sustained, and it was actually a very creme-fresh experience. What I want to know is, has the physique guy ever taken on a ski tour? And also, has there ever been a time that you've overcome a fear? Um, You know what, to be honest... First and foremost, never gone skiing. It's been something that hasn't hasn't really appealed to me. You know, I'm not a balanced guy, mm. both mentally and physically. I'm, I don't have good balance. I've never been into like roller skating, skateboarding, any of that shit. And I think to travel, you know, up a mountain to essentially balance and spend a fortune isn't for me. I have seen some footage of some of the pretty wild parties that go up there. Yeah, would I like to sometime do that? Yeah. I'm a maybe tool for that now. Yeah. I think that ship has sailed as far as skiing has gone for me. But in terms of fears, um, you know, I am quite scaredy cat. Like I feel like since I've become a father and a husband, I'm expected to face fear. Like see if there's any bad men like in the house. I'll have to go down and deal with them. Do you know what I mean? I remember whenever I moved into my first house, and it was just me by myself. Um, I had a housemate, but because it was my house, I heard a noise in the attic, had to go up. It was a pigeon. It flew down. I near shit myself, fell off the ladder. Could have been a bad injury, but I'm all right. I did not like that. Um, but yeah, I'm scared of bad men in the darkness. Um, I don't mean Justin Hawkins. Um, I just mean like scary guys being like you know i've had my house burgled before when i lived up in just near queens it's basically long story short one of my housemates was just a massive stoner went out the back smoked a big bong left the back door open someone came in stolen playstation sly but i just didn't like the idea someone being in my house was creepy you mean so just i don't like that anymore always scared of heights always have been scared of heights as long as i can remember um when i was on a rugby tour with school back when I was like 16 or something we were in South Africa and we were on top of Table Mountain and we like for some reason they wanted to get a group photo at like the edge of the 
the mountain with the view in the background, I guess. But whenever I went to stand near the edge, I crawled on all fours. Like, let me just lie on the front here. And it's weird because, like, I don't know what it is about heights, but I just cannot cope with it. Like, I feel like any time I'm near heights, I lose my physical ability, like my strength. I, like, feel zapped to strength. I feel like my knees are shattering. I'm going to fall over, and then I'll probably trip and fall and die. Do you know what I mean? That's how... I feel with heights and like see if anybody like I remember when I was younger my dad set my wee sister on like the edge of a castle when we were on holidays like with her feet dangling over the edge he was holding her but I just had it in my head that she's gonna fall she's at risk of falling and I was like literally petrified like my whole body could have just collapsed and it freaks me out and I also think from time to time about like do you ever get it in your head where you just think I could do something like if you, like I remember when I was in Edinburgh doing the fringe every day walking across this bridge and it just popped in my head you know I wasn't going to do it I never had any thoughts of doing it but I just thought if I wanted you know if the notion took me I could just jump over this bridge you know I could do that literally I could do it and then I sometimes wonder like what happens if just on the one time you just do something stupid like that you don't mean to, you don't want to, there's no rational reason behind it, you just do it. You know what I mean? It's a freaky thing. And like, that's what I feel about heights. If I'm there, I might either slip, might fall, that weird, you can just do that, might get the better of you. I just say avoid all heights at all times. I do not like it. I'm a scaredy cat. You know, I'll, I'll face I'll face my fears. I'll go to the, where I need to go within reason, bar heights. Like if there was a guy broke into my house or heard noise in the house, I'd be straight down there left right left right good night you know but heights not for me um real good question there actually jamie i enjoyed that um chris morris my man has said ireland take on england the six nations tomorrow do you think you could take tag furlong in the spud eating contest you know what i'll give it a go spuds are my strength like if it's pasta i reckon i'd take them pasta or pick a mix I'm taking him to the fair, but I think in Spuds, Tag would probably he would he would beat me. You know, he definitely he definitely would. Um Chris Barr said, Hey Dave, hope you're well. Check out this weird craze. And as per, Chris has sent me a brilliant story link. Disturbing new trends, these dog owners putting glitter on their pooch's testicles. Oh, a disturbing new dog grooming trend has seen people put glitter on the pooches test pooches. That's a tongue twister, Chris. You're not helping me out. It's late on a Sunday. I'm trying to get this done. Well, I'll, I'll go for it. Hold on. A disturbing new dog grooming trend has seen people putting glitter on their pooches testicles. Uh, photos of dogs with decorated balls are being shared on social media. Owners are stressed that it's edible glitter, which is applied using corn syrup, so it's completely safe. You know what? Why would people want to put do that to their dog's balls? You know, and Sly and the dogs, like my dog Charlie, ain't got no balls. They get chopped off, snip, snip. You know, he just has his, like, little ball, empty ball sack glittered. I don't know if that's a sweet look. Um, but what Chris wants to know is if you could create a dog fashion trend, what would it be? I would just like to see people in the Olympics racing doggy style. Not, like, fucking people up the ass and moving along, but, like just running like a dog all fours like the guy does the beast character does in the movie glass that's what it was super power i want to be able to drop down to dog level all fours and just run really fast and what about that for a talent huh do what you want with that info um Right, Gareth Owens said, Hi Dave, hope you're well. How's the fitness going? Going to give it a go for the month of February and do at least 20 minutes of exercise every day. Good man. The word inspirational, the term inspirational leader gets thrown around too easily these days. But if you keep up the hard work, I'll do it too. Keep on hustling. I think what Gareth's basically saying there is, he finds me to be an inspirational leader. Do you know what I mean? You have inspirational leaders throughout history. 
You Nelson Mandela, Joan of Arc, Arlene Foster, and me, the physique guy, the master of disaster, whatever else you want to call me. And, I, and I'll take it, Gareth, and I think you yourself should consider yourself an inspiration. Fair play to you in February. Hope you get the 20 minutes. Check in with me next week. Let me know if you've managed to do it. Again, you know what I keep saying to myself is even if you're doing something physical, you know, whether that be just going for a walk, doing a quick bike ride, a few squats in the house, press-ups, we circuit, whatever, just do something. You feel better for it, but fair play to you for doing that. Um, and the last question of the night, Dylan O'Neill, who said, if you were Unai Emery, the Arsenal manager, for those who don't know, what three players would you sign for Arsenal realistically? Um, to be honest, it's hard to say because I don't know if any players at this stage are realistic for Arsenal to sign. Um, we need defenders, I think, um, and soon. So I, I would start with the entire back line, really. I don't even know who's available or who would go there at the minute. Um, I thought Arsenal should sign Johnny Evans in the summer before he went to Leicester. That would have been a good option. But to be honest with you, it would take up too much of my time now, Dylan, thinking about it towards the end of the podcast. Um, but I'll have a good think about that, and I will report to you next week. But all in all, guys, that's been it. Hopefully next week I'll be back in my house, back in my regular recording space, back in my dining room with my uh, number one possession, my big dining room table, rather than being in the box room at my parents' house with a sofa, a desk, a bed, an exercise bike, and me. But once again, if you haven't already, rate and review the podcast, share it, do whatever else, just help me grow the podcast, people. The more people listen to it, the more I'll be able to do stuff with it. And you know, I might just get guests. I might, you know, fuck it, I might just get some weird guests on board. Who do you want to see? You know, let me know, get in touch, and we'll try and make that happen. But guys, I feel like it's been a fun one this week, even though I've been mugged off flat out from the week started till now that it is over. But you know, on and upwards. See you next week. Bye.